Welcome back to the couch, ladies and gentlemen. Today, I am joined here by my co-host, Zwick, Alex Zwickow, here to discuss uh, year in and year out a pretty exciting NFL division in the AFC West. This division, uh, as of late, has been loaded of talent. Some teams disappointed last year, but I think this year might be a little different. Uh, so I'm very, very excited to get into this division with my boy Zwick. Zwick, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are we doing? I'm excited to get into this. Into this. Very fun division this year, and, and I said this it last really year is. too. And I had some, I had some high hopes, and some of the teams didn't deliver. I was a big Raiders guy last year; it didn't pan out well. I was also a big Broncos fan. I had their win total uh, over in wins. I think that was a squad ride last year. That was like the one that didn't cash out of all of them, so that was kind of disappointing. But nevertheless, ready to get into it. Ready to get into the heat of things. Uh, Zwick, where do you want to start? I'll let you pick. What team do you want to start with first? Let's get Kansas City out of the way just because we know they're the best team because they have Patrick Mahomes on their team and Andy Reid. Um, I think that the Chiefs could easily win 14 or 15 games. I think that 16 or 17 is a little rich, but I think 14 or 15 is realistic. I just think they're that good, unfortunately. You know, I hate to say it, but I don't really see many teams who can get a lot of stops on them. So I think that they're easily the clear cut to win the division and probably the conference. So let's just say whatever they're over is, it's probably like 12 and a half. Yeah. Somewhere guess. around there. Probably I can, I can pull it up. I would go, I would probably go over just because I don't see many holes on their team. If you had to pick a hole though, if you had to pick one weakness in this team, where would it be? Because I feel like there, there's, there's one thing that comes to my mind, and I want to see if you pick it up too. And I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, but it's definitely something to take note of. So where, where do you think that they're that probably that exist? Probably wide receiver, but I, I think that Travis Kelsey is their best wide receiver, you know, essentially. And I think that if you have Mahomes, it, I think that Mahomes is wide receiver proof, basically. Other than that, I'd probably say safety. But they have really good young corners, and they draft really well every year, especially on defense. So I I think their defense is becoming underrated, honestly. I mean, we saw what they did to Joe Burrow in the AFC Championship. They definitely didn't, didn't let him get hot. So I think that obviously we know what their offense is, but I think their defense is pretty good too, like. Yeah, I agree. They had, they had two young corners last year kind of stand out towards the end of the season. I, I'm blanking on their names. Do you have them off the top of your head? Legarius Sneed and Trent Mc... Or not Trent McDuffie. Uh, or it is Trent McDuffie. It might be yeah. Trent McDuffie. But he yeah. those those no two guys true. played really well towards the towards the second they half of the season. Really in, well the, in, the in the playoffs, they were huge, uh, yeah. especially against Joe Burrow. So I want to see what their uh, development looks like coming into this year. And they're only going to get better. Um, and if you're if the weakness is at cornerback, if that's what you pick out, and you want to talk about those two guys and what they were able to do to Joe Burrow last year in the playoffs. And honestly, throughout the second half of the season, when that defense really got clicking, um, give them another year under Andy Reid. And, and I feel like they're just going to only get so much better. I also think that Chris Jones is one of the best players in the league who does not get enough credit because he's just an absolute monster. I think he's right up there with, I know he's not an edge rusher. He's more of an interior D line, but I think he's right up there with, Miles Garrett and TJ Watt as far as how good he is. And he does not get talked about enough. So one thing that I, I agree with that first off whole wholeheartedly agree. One thing that I want to talk about with the team, and I don't really think it's going to be that big of a deal. I really don't because 
Mahomes is is the system at this point, just kind of like Brady became the system at the end of the day. Um, they did lose their OC, but they brought yeah. it. But they brought in Matt Nagy. Uh, yeah, I that. How about him? Honestly, is it's definitely not ideal, but it doesn't concern me that much, just because I think that Andy Reid will probably have the final play call on you know most plays. I know Matt Nagy had gotten some criticism in Chicago. A lot of criticism in Chicago. Chicago, But I think that he's working with the way better team now, obviously. And I think Andy Reid really knows what he's doing. Obviously, he has the Super Bowl rings to show for it. So I'm not worried about it, honestly. I think Eric Biennemi will be great in Washington, but that's Mm. a different conversation. So I'm not worried about it for them. I think that if they have Mahomes, they have Kelsey, they have Andy Reid, they're going to be just fine. We talk about this in the NBA a lot, and I think it translates over to the NFL arguably more. But the makeup of an entire coaching staff from top to bottom is is what can really, like, elevate teams. And you want to talk about a team that has just, you know, coaching talent and talent and the talent to support the coaches, it's the Chiefs. Um, and when you bring in a guy like Matt Nagy, who has definitely received a lot of criticism in Chicago um, and, and criticism throughout his career, but – you know, he's working with Andy Reid. He's working with the best quarterback in the league right now. And he's be- dealing with the best player in the league right now. Um, arguably, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks that we've ever seen play. Uh, just such a freak talent and with such an incredible coach. I, I think that he's going to get the support that he needs to to get integrated into the system pretty quickly and um, and, 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 it's, and succeed and thrive as, as the new Chiefs OC. It's funny. We talk about the Chiefs being the most boring team. It's because they're the most dominant team in this division and it's not even close. Yeah. So the chiefs win total. I just looked it up. It's at 11 and a half. The over is one forty. There's not a doubt in my mind that the chief, this chief team gets to 12 wins. I hope they don't as a Bengals fan, but you're right. There's not a doubt in my mind. Um, They're just too good. I, I don't see a way that they win less than, Less than twelve, less than twelve games. I know. I, I really don't see it either. So if you had to pick one team in the AFC that could get in their way and possibly disrupt, because if they win this year, I mean, it's like you're you're talking, you're almost talking dynasty. Oh, easily. I mean, you're almost I think having that. You're having that discussion. You might not. You might already be having it now because Correct. they've been to five straight AFC championships. I know they only have two rings to show for it, but. They went to a third Super Bowl. I know they didn't win, but I mean, Mahomes is that good and he's going to be that good for that long. And I, if they win this year, it's definitely a dynasty. I would say, I think we're already, I think they're sniffing dynasty right now for sure. I agree. Um, I obviously like Cincinnati to challenge them this year in the conference. I know obviously Buffalo's there too. And people, you know, bring up frisky teams like Jacksonville or maybe, Tennessee Chargers. Chargers, I don't believe in because they're always injured, but we'll get into that. Yep. And <laughs> true. So yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't see anyone who's really realistically stopping them. I you know, I love Cincinnati and I hope they do, but it's going through Mahomes every year in the playoffs for the next however many years is gonna it's gonna be painful. One of the biggest things I think that may hinder this Chiefs team going, we're looking, you know, four or five years into the future, is Kelsey will retire at yeah. some point. 
I, I know he was on part of my take, and he talked about, you know, they asked him how many more rings does Kelsey want. Kelsey was like, I want one. I think we're going to get one, but two would be great. And, like, he only probably has four more years left, five more years yeah, left. If that. Uh, uh, right, if that, uh, playing at this level. So when when Kelsey goes, that's going to be a, an interesting time for, for Chiefs Nation, and, and it, we'll have, be having that conversation uh, hopefully many years down the line. Hopefully this pod is – you know, we'll be airing this on ESPN and we'll, we'll be going on ESPN to debate it uh, with the best. But uh, for now, this Chiefs team is just, it, they're the best team in football. I don't really feel like there's a close second. Um, if you want to give me the Eagles, I would understand. But in my opinion, the Bills just have way too many question marks to be in that discussion. Um, way too many variables, um, especially on the offensive side. So uh, Chiefs clear cut number one. I think that's that's a great way to summarize it. But let's move on to, let's go from the high to the low. Let's talk about the Raiders. So they lost Waller, lost Derek Carr, brought in Jimmy G, a lot of moving pieces. This franchise, after getting a little excitement for moving to Vegas, um, have the biggest stadium in the NFL. It's, it's a really fucking great stadium, um, but it seems to be filled with more of the opposing team's fans every Sunday than their own, uh, which is kind of sad. But this big, uh, this this Las Vegas team, they're over under set at seven and a half and the over is plus 130 minus 150. Um, I I don't know if I'd want to touch this win total, but this team is not winning many football games this season. Yeah, that's that's a that's a gross win total. I I honestly could not tell you which way to go. Um, yeah, I don't I don't really know what the Raiders are doing. I think that Derek Carr to Jimmy G is a lateral move at best. Mm, I, I would say probably a slight downgrade. I was shocked they didn't go quarterback this draft or at least try to trade up this draft. I mean, they got a really good edge rusher in Tyree Wilson, which we'll talk about the defense after. But I I just don't see Jimmy G being the guy or like a long-term guy. Obviously not the long-term plan, I would hope, for Devontae Adams' sake and everyone else's sake. But, yeah, I don't know. I the Derek Carr move on was kind of weird. I mean, I don't, I don't think you were ever winning a Super Bowl with Derek Carr, but I don't think you're winning one with Jimmy G for sure, especially yeah. not at this point in his career. So, I don't. Their offense is really, I think it's really good. I mean, around Jimmy G is really good. They have Devonte Adams, they have Josh Jacobs, um, they have a really good offensive line, or at least it was last year. So, I think that they can be a, you know, seven eight maybe nine win team, but their defense is really, 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 really not good on the back end to say the least. No. I mean, their secondary is really, really abysmal. I know their pass rush is actually really good. I think Max Crosby is probably my pick for Depoy this year. One of the best pass rushes in the league, no question. Easily, along with him and Chris Jones, does not get talked about enough with the Miles Garretts and TJ Watts of the league. So I think that he's actually my pick for Depoy personally. I like that. Part. Adding Tyree Wilson alongside of him can only help him get better. And I think that that D line is going to be really good, but that secondary is not doing them any favors. And I really worry about it. So I just think they have too many holes, you know, outside of Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, their weapons are kind of scarce as well. I think you really need a true number three guy who's pretty stable. So actually they did. Oh, I forgot. They signed Jacoby Myers. So that's actually a good, that's actually a good pickup. Two well, years, 15, that, right? I think that was the contract. Yeah. Other than that, I don't like, I just don't love the direction they're going. I feel like they have no direction. Like, like 
go full rebuild or go all in. Right. And I just don't see what they're doing. So I, I would go under if I had to choose just because the division is really good. And I think Denver will be better this year. That I agree with. We'll get into them next. I'm really excited to talk about Denver, but it just feels like the Raiders are going to try to be competitive with the moves that they made and they're going to fail. Like, yeah, like completely agree. They're yeah. going to be just the most mediocre 500 team and they're going to scrap to get yeah. to 500 because of their talent. Um, obviously Devontae Adams, it feels like there's a couple outliers on this team. Yeah. Like Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, and even uh, Jacobs is is great. He's a, he's an incredible running back, and it just feels like they don't have a complete enough team to be competitive in this division. I thought seven and a half was a little low. Uh, if I if I saw eight, I would have been a little. I guess I would have made more sense in my mind. But I think it's because of how, like you alluded to, how strong this division is. Um, I think it wasn't great last year, and I think that's why. The Raiders were able to scrap together a few wins, but this year I expect a lot more from Denver, um, and I only expect the Chargers to get better. Completely agree. All right, let's talk about the Denver Broncos because they were probably the most disappointing team in the NFL last year. Like I said earlier, I had their win total over, which didn't even come close, like, at all. Um and Russell Wilson was a disappointment. That whole team just seemed to be an absolute shambles. Uh, Hackett did a did not not did, did not do a good job uh, as the lead guy in Denver. Now he's the OC in uh, New York, right? Yes. Yeah. That's by the way, a great fit for him. Uh, I think that's a perfect fit for him. Um, but let's talk about Sean Payton and Russell Wilson because I expect a lot more out of this duo because I think Russell Wilson is still a very very good quarterback. I I definitely agree. I think that I think that last year was was really hard to watch just from a football fan, especially a Broncos fan. But just as a football fan, it was really hard to watch Russell Wilson not succeed nearly as much as we thought he would last year or as much as he did in Seattle. So I think that Hackett definitely did him no favors. I mean, we all saw him completely mismanage the clock week one against Seattle last year. And, I, and you know, that that's hard to watch, but he's a rookie head coach. So I kind of give him a pass for that. You know, he has no experience up to, up until that point. But it's just the whole season, it was really hard to watch him call plays, you know, and watch Russell Wilson struggle to see the field. So I really expect them to bounce back. One, because I love Sean Payton, and I think that he can do a lot for that offense. And two, because I don't think it can get much worse. Yeah, yeah, that I really can is incredible. It's easily top five in the league. They have the best corner in the league in Patrick Sertain. They, they have – you know, they have a good skill group on offense. Javante Williams, I know, is coming off an ACL, who's a good player. Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy is a really solid group. KJ Hamler is probably one of the best wide receiver threes in the league. I know he's nothing huge, but he's a really good player on that team. And I, don't, I just really don't think it can get much worse because I think they won, what, four games last year? It was embarrassing. It and was Russell Wilson had like 15 maybe touchdown passes. So I think it can only go up from here. Russ is too good to have this have a season like that happen again. Five so and what's their five and twelve was their record. Five and twelve. What's their win total at? I want to guess it's like seven and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay. I, I minus, think I would go minus one ten either side. Okay. I think I would go over on that. I think I really would. I think that Sean Payton is a, 
Hall of Fame coach. I mean, obviously, we saw how much success he had in New Orleans with Drew Brees all those years. So I think that if anyone can turn it around, it's him. I agree. And Russ, he definitely need that. And I definitely think he can shift the culture because I'm sure veteran players were really frustrated with the way last season went. And so if anyone's going to turn around, I think it's him. So one of my favorite statistics that I utilized a lot throughout this NFL season, uh, second half of the season and the off season as well, when we've talked about him is I think through week nine, if the Broncos scored 18 points a game, they would have been eight and one. Like their defense was fucking elite. I thought it was the best defense so in the league last year, in my opinion. It's so yeah, I thought it was. I, I really thought their defense was the best defense in the league. Um, they were holding great teams to very low point totals. Um, in week in and week out, we just saw their offense fail to produce. I want to talk about their backfield. Give me your opinion on their backfield. Um, it's not great, but yeah, it's. Do you think it? Do you think it's enough to the point where I think they can have a consistent run game? I I do. I and I know they signed Mike McGlinchey in free agency, which you know financially probably wasn't a great investment because they gave him a lot of money who some to someone who hasn't been able to stay healthy, but I think if he can stay healthy, he can really help their run game, you know, at right tackle. I like Javante Williams a lot. I know we've seen him run super hard and break you know, six or seven tackles in one run, but he is coming off ACL, which hurts. And I think that at this point in Russ's career, he's definitely not what he used to be, but I still think he can be very good. So I do think he needs a run game to rely on more. So not having a full strength Javante Williams will definitely hurt, but I know they signed Samaje Pirine, who I think is a good back. Great number two back. Yeah, great number two back. I know he was in Cincinnati last year, and I loved watching him play, and he had you know, a game where he scored three touchdowns last year. So I think he's a good player. Um, I don't love him as the, you know, the workhorse guy, obviously. I know I definitely want Javante back there, but we'll see how it goes. I think Russell Wilson needs it and that offense needs it to get going because it was absolutely abysmal last year after Javante went down. I mean, we watched Melvin Gordon play and fumble the ball every week. So Yeah, he was he was abysmal. And they kept giving it to him too. <laughs> week in and week out. They just kept giving it to him. He was just it. he was due for a fumble every week. Yeah. So I think it can I think it has a lot of upside. I mean, it's just another thing that literally cannot get worse. So I think that the Broncos team can only go up from here. And I do like over eight and a half. So what's what's interesting is like, it can't get any worse, but their ceiling is so high. So high. They, they like, could win the Super Bowl. They they could. And, 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 you know, we were sitting here now talking about it. It's like, it wouldn't be that surprising if you think about it, right? They have yeah. a great receiver core. I think if they get their run game going consistently and with that defense and Sean Payton, it's like, that's a, you know, that's like a Super Bowl winning team. If you think about it, you put it on he's, paper, right? I mean, like their win total last year, I think was like 10 and a half or nine and a half. And I was like, they're easily going to get there. Like this team could, could win the division that like they're that good. And obviously they flopped. And I, I, I you know, I'm a, I like Nathaniel Hackett. I think he's a cool guy, but like he just, he was just not ready for the moment, which is okay. Yeah. Uh, but this team has such a high ceiling and have, and have to, it went so poorly last year. I think that they could absolutely explode this year um, in, in a tough division as well. I think they could really, really do some damage this year. This could be another case where you see three teams from a division making the playoffs. 
I'm I'm right there with you. I think that the Raiders are going to be the odd man out. Obviously, they're definitely going to be the odd man out. They're going to get squashed by by these yeah. much stronger divisional opponent opponents every year. Uh, Mile High is also just such a tough place to play. Uh, yeah, the the oxygen is thin, the air is thin. We saw it favor Denver in the finals as well uh, throughout mm-hmm. the whole playoffs. Um, it's a tough place to play. So I'm a big Broncos believer this year, as are you. Uh, before we get into the last team, excuse me, that being the uh, Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, I want to pull up. I pulled up the odds to win defensive player of the year coming into next year. Mm. So who do you think is the favorite? NFC. NFC. I'll help you out. Uh, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Micah yeah. Parsons at plus 650. Miles Garrett at plus 750. TJ Watt is 850. Bosa is 1,200. And then Sauce Gardner and Max Crosby are sitting there at plus 1,500 to win the Depoy next year. I like Max Crosby, Depoy. I think that his pass rush moves are unlike any others. I mean, he just is so explosive off the line, and he's always in the mix. And I know there's obviously – there's better pass rushers. I I think Nick Bosa is better. I think Miles Garrett is better. I think TJ Watt is better, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But he's right there with them. I mean, he is right there with them, and he should absolutely get more respect. So I like Max Crosby. I think he easily 15-plus sacks this year. Yeah, he's a different type of pass rusher too because I feel like he gets off the line almost better than those guys. Like He doesn't kill you with strength. I think it's his, his agility. His first step is crazy. His first step is nuts. I think it's agility in his hands. His like you talk about his moves that he uses to get past uh, yeah. D tackle or O tackles that are just like, I mean, it's like you blink and he's in the backfield. I mean, the amount of times that you just see him stop running backs at the line of scrimmage is insane. Like he gets in gaps so well, he gets off blocks incredibly better than I think anyone in the league probably. But like yeah. those guys, like you mentioned, like Watt and Bosa, just have a little more strength. Miles Garrett, probably the strongest guy that I've ever maybe seen. In the uh, world, maybe. <laughs> maybe in the world, pound for pound. Um, so there's obviously some incredible pass rushers, but he's definitely deserves to be up there uh, with those guys. Uh, Sauce Gardner's in that plus 1,500. I think that's a reach. Yeah, the I corners don't win. I mean, Stephon Gilmore did Gilly. it. But yeah, before that, it's always pass rushers. It's always pass rushers. Um, all right, let's move on to the final team, uh, the Chargers, who – all in all, had a pretty good season. It, it ended in a horrific yes. fashion. I don't think you could have scripted a worse. I mean, it was one of the biggest comebacks I've ever seen. It was just everything went their way. Uh, little little Patriots Super Bowl-esque, in my opinion, although it was just a divisional game uh, with, with kind of how the shit turned and, and, and the great comeback that they were able to overcome. The um, – the uh, what the fuck? The Jaguars were, over to, were able to overcome. Incredible game, but pretty good season – we all came into this offseason thinking that uh, – what's their head coach? I'm blanking. I'm sorry. Brandon Staley. Staley was going to get moved. We came into this offseason thinking Staley was gonzo uh, for giving up that big of a comeback uh, in, in the playoffs. And, you know, he's been probably the most bold coach in the NFL uh, when it comes to Easily. making decision-making and all that. And, it, and it almost feels like he makes it too complicated because he has so much talent. I know uh, Mike Williams did miss that playoff game, but still, they were up fucking, what was it, 30-3? Something ridiculous. 27 nothing. 27 nothing, and, and yeah. you lose. You can't really put that on Mike Williams um, being out. But, like, 
this team, um, they have so much talent. They have a lot of talent on both sides all, of the ball. All in the world. They have all the talent in the world. And I, I feel like Staley's holding them back. Uh, their win total is set at nine and a half. Over under is 110 either way. Probably some of that is because of the the tough division that they're playing in. But I could definitely see this team getting to 10 wins with all the talent that they have. I, I'm, not an, uh, I'm not a Staley believer. I'm really not. Uh, I think he needs to go if this team is going to make that next step, especially with Herbert. Like if you bring in a, you know, a proven veteran head coach who has experience coaching great and uh, great quarterbacks like Herbert is. Um, and obviously Keenan Allen and Mike Keenan Allen needs to stay healthy too, by the way. Yeah. He's, he's washed. He's he, getting he up there. He's healthy. really getting up there. Yeah. I, I like the chargers on paper, but just, I like, but I like them on paper every year is the right. thing. Every year, I'm like, oh, this team is crazy talented, crazy good roster, could easily make a deep playoff run. And every year, they disappoint me. And I see no reason to believe that they won't disappoint me this year again because they're, for some reason, they're always injured. I don't know what goes on over there, but their team is always injured. JC Jackson was hurt. Uh, what's his face? Joey Boso was hurt last year. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Keenan Allen David. was hurt. Mike Williams was hurt. Uh, Rashawn Slater was hurt. All their best players. Besides Eckler? Was was Eckler hurt for a little bit, or am I am I crazy? Am I delusional? I don't know. You might be delusional. But or anyway. he just slowed down. I feel like he just did. Yeah. He did slow down last year. Rashawn Slater, easily their best, one of the best left tackles in the league, hurt. So I I just I don't know. They don't like they don't give me anything to believe in. Like their their roster on paper does, but they haven't shown it. So I had no reason to believe that they'll show it now especially since Brandon Staley is there. The fact that he didn't get fired is actually insane to me. It's nuts. Like, like I don't know what else he has to do to lose his job. I mean, if you <laughs> close a 20-point lead in the playoffs this year, will he will he keep his job? I mean, it wasn't bad as last year, so I don't I don't yeah, know. Right. Like, what's the, what's the threshold? Is it like yeah, what, 35 like, what does point he have to do lead? to get fired? So I – I don't know. Justin Herbert is amazing, as we all know. Mike Williams is amazing. Austin Eckler is amazing. Derwin James, Joey Bosa, fabulous so players. Good. They're so good. So good. But they still have a lot of holes on defense. You know, they're always injured, for one. They can never stop the run. Joey Bosa is a fabulous pass rusher, but the rest of the D-line does him absolutely no favors. Same with Derwin James in the secondary. The rest of the secondary does him no favors. I know J.C. Jackson was really struggling last year before he got hurt, and I think they paid him $82 million or something so like that. So that's going to hurt um, him coming off an injury and probably needing more time to readjust. But just the Chargers in general, I just don't believe in them. What did you say, nine and a half? It's I honestly, nine and a half, yeah. I honestly like that under just because I, I don't believe. I believe in Justin Herbert, but – I think that if Brandon Staley, you know, colossally fucks up again next year, I think that Herbert should be asking for him to be fired or for him to be traded because it's ridiculous at this point. I don't know how he has a job and the whole him being so bold thing has literally not worked once. No. So I don't know why he thinks that, you know, maybe he's just trying to be different or something, but I just don't see the vision you know he you gotta have some bad statisticians behind the behind the scenes that are like telling him to go for like these fourth and sixes when you just like it's like yeah. fourth and six on the 35 he's like yeah we're, we're gonna go for this this yeah, makes no ride. sense we're gonna like, go yeah, for this what, like what's the worst that could happen 
Like, oh, I don't know. You could just lose the ball. <laughs> you give up the give up the possession, and fucking the other team marches down and scores like, seven. You know, the, whole, the whole second half of the Jaguars game last year, he was just wanting to air it out and air it out and air it out, and they the, the Chargers would go three and out, and they wouldn't have any time off the clock because it was all incomplete passes. And he played Mike Williams week eighteen for no reason. I mean, I I get the rest versus rust thing, and you know, call it what you want. Like, that guy needed rest. He needed rest. The whole team needed rest. So it it's especially with the whole team being injured. You know, you got less guys, less depth. So I don't really get it. Um, I think that he should have been fired this year. And unless the Chargers make a deep playoff run, I think he should be fired after this coming season. You know, unless they really make a splash. So I have no reason to believe. So I'm going under. So they still they still have Cleo Mack, right? Yeah. Is he any good? Is he any good anymore? Uh, he's always injured, just like the rest of the team. So, but he I, makes like one play that you're just like, holy shit! Like that's yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, he's an absolute freak. I mean, it's just everything unlucky happens to the Chargers. I mean, you remember the Tyree Kill fumble play last year? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> that would oh only happen god. to the Chargers just because it they're could. the Chargers. Yeah. So, so- the Chargers have like a just like the like the Chargers effects. It's just like yeah. whatever it is, it's like something in the air. It's like ah yes, classic Chargers. So I don't know. I have no reason to believe they they're just so frustrating every year. They have like a top five roster and they don't do anything with it. It really it really is annoying. And it's like we we said this last year that this, that it would be a make or break year for Staley, and we all were like, all right, done. You know, see ya. You, you know, he fucked up. He's done. And for some reason, he's still at the helm this year. It makes no sense. Um, you could go in so many other directions, like bring in just uh, any anybody else at head coach and, and, try, and try and do something with them. Um, but they're, uh, you know, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. And that just seems like exactly what the Chargers are doing. It's like let's just try this again with with Staley. Let's try this exact exact same thing with the exact same roster, and it just it just hasn't worked. So um, I'm shocked they didn't change anything really. Um, let's talk about Eckler for a sec. So he's kind of slowed down his production last year. He did look like he lost a step compared to yeah. the, to the season prior. What do you think? Like, what do you think he's going to look like this year? I think that I mean we all love Eckler because he he loves fantasy football and he catches ten passes a game. But I think as a real NFL running back, he's definitely lost a step. Um, it doesn't help that he has like one of the worst offensive lines in the league besides Rashawn Slater, but he was hurt. So I I love Eckler, but he's definitely you know he's definitely winding down. I would say. Um, I think that they should add a veteran running back like Dalvin Cook maybe to take the load off of him or someone else just because I think that he needs it because every year he gets like 350 to 400 touches and you just can't keep doing that, especially with already having a short shelf life as a running back. Yep. So I'm sure Brandon Staley will not do anything to help Eckler out this year and he will be injured. I hope I'm wrong because I love Eckler, but Brandon Staley is an absolute moron. So agreed. Agreed. So here's a crazy connection for you and and the people listening. I was in the uh, Bahamas at Atlantis and I was sitting in the sports book, just watching whatever my, my bet that that ended up actually cashing for once, which was, which was a nice change of uh, scenery. And I'm sitting next to this guy or a couple seats over from this guy. 
And he starts talking about, he's like, oh, you're watching the Astros game. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes, oh, oh, I'm from Houston, blah, blah, blah. He's got like season tickets to the Texans, all that. So we started talking about Texans and how they got a lot of promise and all that. Then somehow the tra- the, con- the conversation transitioned to he was Isaiah Spiller's uncle. So like the backup running back for the Chargers, yeah. he was his uncle. I was like, whoa, like that's that's fucking that's fucking that's fucking crazy. So I think uh, a little a little piece of me will always want to pull for uh, the Chargers because of that interaction. And, and if the and if this year is their year, uh, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I would say it's it's pretty much probably because I met Isaiah Spiller's uncle. So, OK, well, now. All right. Well, since you said that, I take back everything I said. Over uh, 11 wins for this team. Yeah. 12 wins for this team. 14 wins <laughs> for the squad. I think that, you know, they don't even sniff IR all nope. year. No, not one. Not especially Keenan Allen. That guy stays healthy all yeah, he, season. His hamstring does not blow out this year for sure. It yeah. definitely won't. Definitely won't. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about uh, one more thing before we wrap up. Or we can talk about a couple more things. We got some time. Dalvin Cook, you mentioned him. Uh, still a free agent. He's floating out there in the, in the free agency world. Where is he going to be week one of this NFL season? I honestly like the Chargers as a dark horse to sign him. I, I probably won't happen just because we haven't really heard much about it, but I think they could really use him. Um, obviously, there's talk of Miami, and there's been talk of Buffalo and maybe even New England, but I think he could be a Jet. I know it's kind of all the AFC AFC East teams, oddly enough, but I think that the Jets could definitely use him. Brees Hall is fabulous and a lot better than Dalvin Cook is right now, but he is coming ACL, ACL, which hurts. And so I think that Dalvin Cook could be good for them. I know that, you know, their whole team is kind of Aaron Rodgers and all his friends, so they don't have much money left because they gave it to all all the Alan Lazard. But... (laughs) I think that they could use him and I think he'd be pretty cheap, you know, if he's not greedy. And I think that he's still a good player. You know, he's definitely not what he used to be, but I think he could still be, you know, kind of like a one, two punch with another player. Like I know he's going to like fantasy football players are going to hate him because he's going to ruin someone's backfield. Right. But I think that he could still, still be really, really good for a team that really needs him like the chargers or the dolphins who don't really have a clear, workhorse i know eckler obviously is but like someone who could take the load off basically like if you if and it's so funny because if you said like two years ago like the backfield in uh la for the chargers on on week one of the 2023 nfl season could be eckler and dalvin cook you'd be like what the fuck happened (laughs) everyone would be so fucking confused but it's a reality now um we talked about the uh about the Vikings on on the last episode where we took a look at the uh, NFC North. Yeah. NFC North. I always get the divisions confused. Um, But NFC North Vikings. uh, Yeah. So Dalvin Cook's still floating out there. It'll be interesting to see where he lands week one. Um, As we keep creeping up, you know, each pod just just ticking away. We're just chipping away at this boring. Eight Sundays now. Only eight? It might be nine. Let's do some math real quick. Let's do some. Let's do some real quick math. We got. Uh, I think this this Sunday will be eight away. Okay, so we got this Sunday. We got one, two, three. We got four, five, six, seven, eight. We're nine We're Sundays away. We're nine Sundays away. Oh, fire me up! And if you think about it like that, and you just keep checking off the Sundays, it'll be here before you know it. That's so like nine Sundays is a lot less than 63 days. I feel like, Oh, a hundred percent. But also less. we're going to have college football coming up. 
okay, you know, okay, so we're really only like it's like seven Sundays or eight yeah. Sundays away. I think we're actually like seven. I think I think college football like week zero. I think kicks oh, off yeah, like true. Okay, two All right. weeks, yeah, two or three weeks before the NFL season. I can smell it. It's coming. It's coming, and and we're fucking really pumped for it. And we'll do a bunch of college football stuff. Uh, me and Max did a ton of gambling stuff with college football last year. Actually, went pretty well last year. We actually mm. gave out a lot of winners in college football. I don't know if you're if you're big in the college football betting sphere, but let's ride. I love it. I love I love your energy. All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Um, on this hmm. on this fun division, lot lot of lot of directions this division could go. We said this last year, and it disappointed, but you know we're praying this year could just be another like this division, the AFC West and the AFC East, could just be the most two exciting divisions in football. Oh, it could be awesome. I think that three teams could definitely make the playoffs, but it's really all riding on Denver. I think I think LA and obviously Kansas City will make it. You know, barring something drastic happens, but. I mean, I, I don't know. I think the Chargers will make it. I think they're a guaranteed first-round exit because their whole team will be here. <laughs> but, so true. But I don't know. I The Raiders are going to be poor, like very poor, I think. I think they win, you know, five or six games, I would say. You know? I but, agree. I don't know. <laughs> it's a good division. It's a fun it, division. It, I feel like it used to be the best, like clear-cut best, and now it's like not even – I don't know. I might not even be top two now. I think, I think it's probably third. I, I don't know if I yeah. go NFC East over over them. Oh, and AFC East for sure. So AFC East, NFC East, and then AFC West probably is the top three. And AFC North might be better too. Sneaky with with a healthy Sneaky Lamar better. OBJ. Sneaky better. We'll find out. Although you want to talk about a team that gets always injured and has like they got voted F. They they like they got a rating of F for like the worst. Uh, like training room in the oh. NFL, it's the Ravens. They had like the worst the training room. It was the Cardinals too. Of course, it was the fucking Cardinals. That Cardinals. makes sense. That 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 franchise is just in the absolute gutter. They're so so terrible, so terrible. All right, well let's let's wrap it up for the people. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I think we have one more division to go, right? Yes, NFC West. NFC West. That will be the last division. Uh, not as exciting as the division as this one. Um, but looking forward to talking about them somewhere in the future. But thank you guys all for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace. See ya.